You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning for what is your Wednesday edition of Locked On Browns. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, riding solo here tonight. Uh, Pete got a ton of work over at Browns Digest, not only his work, but obviously editing for the other writers over at Browns Digest. Um, just trying to mix things up here, and both of us trying to just put out the continuously great content that you guys are used to year in, year out in the offseason. One of the reasons both of us do as well. As we do in the offseason, this is our time of year. We, you know, free agency, the draft coverage, we give it to you. We give it to you a ton. So Jeff Lloyd, your local expert on the biggest stories. Cleveland Browns-wise, for your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Some recent talk here over the last couple of days is, you know, about how the Browns are going to handle the backup quarterback position in 2020. Um, looks like Garrett Gilbert's not going to be a part of it. Um, you know, Drew Stanton, who had been here for two years, doesn't look like that's going to continue. Um, question is going to be, how are you going to handle it? Are you just going to go straight you know, protege, mentor type of thing where it's just yet another coach for Baker Mayfield to lean on where you have an offensive coordinator who's de facto your quarterback coach and Alex Van Pelt. If you're looking to go that route, obviously a guy like Chase Daniel. We talked about Chase Daniel two years ago during Baker's draft cycle, whether it was Baker, whether it was Sam Darnold, whether it was Lamar Jackson, whether it was Josh Rosen, you know, get a guy like Chase Daniel in here to help get the young guy through the process. It could be a possibility, um, but I think through the analytic approach, you're going to want that veteran, but you're also going to want that veteran who you'd feel a little bit more comfortable playing and maybe who knows the system. So that brings you to a couple of guys. Um, A, if you're just looking for somebody who knows the system, Sean Mannion, some time with the Minnesota Vikings, with Kevin Stavansky. Um, could just be you know a guy here as a bridge backup quarterback, and maybe you draft somebody you like and you bring him along so Shan- Sean Mannion can be someone that's there for Baker also while you know taking the young guy through the ropes of learning the Cleveland Browns offense. Or do you look at a guy like Case Keenum? Um, Case Keenum played very well for the Minnesota Vikings a few years ago. Granted, Kevin Stefanski wasn't as high up the food chain with the Vikings then, but they certainly do have a relationship together. Case Keenum would be the guy of has experience, has played, has some success in a system like this, and could still be the veteran influence for Baker Mayfield. So Keenum, look, I'm not sure exactly which route I want to go about this just yet because, as you guys know, I'm a theory of if your backup quarterback goes down, your whole plan's shot to hell anyway. But Case Keenum may give you that best advantage of knowing the system, experiencing the system, played in an NFC championship game, for God's sakes. So there are these factors to look into with a guy like Case Keenum. There's two interesting names here that are going to be available as backup quarterbacks, you know. First one here and this one it's weird to say, but you know Blake Bortles just finished the year with the Los Angeles Rams. Blake Bortles, big armed guy, big quarterback, arm similar to Baker Mayfield in that respect. Um when I talk about backup quarterbacks, you know, obviously you'd like a carbon copy of, you know, what your 
starting quarterback is. Blake Bortles is not a carbon copy of Baker Mayfield. Let's not kid ourselves. But where Blake Bortles became somewhat successful in Jacksonville was, is he ran well. Um, You can do some things with Blake Bortles as an athlete, as a running quarterback, that you cannot do with Baker Mayfield. Um, During that AFC Championship run that Blake Blake Bortles was a part of, his legs were a big part of it. Um, He's going to make some boneheaded throws. He's got a big arm. If you're going to have Odell who can get deep, you're probably going to add a little bit more speed to this group. Um, If you're going to go strong running game, that's what got Jacksonville to that AFC Championship game. Blake Bortles is an interesting name. And, you know, would he fall into the, you pray to God he never has to play? Sure, probably. Um, But he is an interesting name, and it looks like Blake Bortles is going to be this guy for however long now he is in the NFL. Nobody else is really going to give him another true opportunity to start. You know, maybe the mechanics and the body type don't fit the quickness of the Kevin Stefanski offense. And I get it, but if you're talking about, hey, you know, we need a guy here for a week because Baker's ankle ain't right, you can feature Nick Chubb, maybe hit a couple of play-action passes, and if Blake can't find somebody that's open, the legs can maybe get a first down, move the chains, call a couple of quarterback draws. Just an interesting name that could maybe find its way to working with, uh, you know, the Browns in 2020. I'd put the odds at slim, but just the name i poking through the... Free agent charts and lists. Interesting. Just interesting. Then there's the wild card, and I know Dustin Fox um, brought this name up here. Um, Marcus Mariota, and it's a tough spot for Marcus Mariota. Obviously, his career at a complete crossroads. Um, they plugged Tannehill in down in Tennessee, and that offense started doing things that they had never done with Marcus Mariota. I think very similar type of thing where Marcus can come in, and if he did have to play, the athleticism, the legs are a factor. Does the athleticism, again, transfer to the offense? Is he going to be able to read, process quickly enough to, you know, off the play action? Is the tight end open? Is my guy in the flat open? Is my first read, whether it's Odell, Jarvis, are they open? Things you're going to look at. Um, You know, I'd like to see Marcus Mariota bounce back. I'd like to see him get back off his feet. Tough slide, what happened to him in the whole scenario. And obviously injuries were a huge part of it. But, you know, Marcus Mariota, the man, the guy, it's somebody the teams love. And even this year, once it was Tannehill's show, they found a way to keep him involved due to his athleticism. And probably partly in the fact that they just really liked the guy and he gave all he could, even though his role within the team is not there. So I've given you several avenues here, whether you go with the guy who's, you know, the quote-unquote in the quarterback room, is a quarterback, but is more of a coach whether it's a Mannion, you know, whether it's a Chase Daniel. The prime guy may be a Case Keenum who just kind of checks every box as that. Um, do you want to get crazy and see if Josh McCown will be willing to come back to Cleveland or is Josh going to really call it done? Kind of gives you a little best of both worlds in that aspect as well. Or do you look at some flameouts in Blake, Bro- Blake Bortles or Marcus Mariota? So that's the quarterback free agent list. Um, we've got this. we got more coming here. We're going to uh, the NFL uh, pro day list is official here, so we're going to go through that a little bit. Some listener questions, more coming here on Locked On Browns with your host, Jeff Lloyd. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with at J E N S I S K O, Jenna Sisko, great gal, Jenna. Um, she's another one in the apparel industry, and you know, if you, you know, the girls over at That's What B said, you know, she's helping them out as far as you know, the shirts that they're working together, you know. 
everybody working in unison. Let's all try to make a little change. But go ahead, check out BelizeAndStyle.Etsy.com. Um, I, I, I've talked with Jennifer a while. I didn't realize she was the, you know, the brainchild behind it. There's some great things out there. And you know, I love just, I, I, I admire the folks that can do this and can take a thought and put the artwork and the effort in and turn out to a great product. So again, check out at J-E-N-S-I-S-K-O, Jenna at Jen Sisko, and BelizeInStyle.Etsy.com. Great gal, put out a great product. You're looking for some Cleveland gear, and you know, unlike some other sites, some of this gear is obviously geared towards women's sizes and women's cuts. Look a little more fashionable, but you know, stuff for men, stuff for everybody. Great product. Go ahead, check it on out. Now, like I said, we're going to start rolling through, obviously, the uh, pro day schedule here um, for the 2020, you know, off-season. Look, it's, you know, we're off and running here as quick as the combine's over. It's back to work um, for Kansas. So they're back to work this week. Um, you know, and obviously, their tackle had a good week here. Um, how much does he work out after having a good combine? Maybe not. And the other thing is with these early pro days, some of these guys, I don't know how quick they're going to turn around. So Kansas on March 5th. March 6th, you got obviously Bucknell, Auburn. Um, the big ones there is going to be, is Derek Brown going to try and redo a three-comb? Um, are we going to find out more from Derek Brown speaking how difficult it was for these guys at the Combine and the fact that they were now slated to perform prime time and they weren't able to eat correctly? And the problem is, even if they were able to eat correctly, did they know what to eat? Because for years, it was get up. Get a shake, get some caffeine, have your morning drink, whatever it is. Go in there, pound out the greatest workout of your life, as opposed to sit around thinking about it, thinking about it some more. Now your body's telling you you're hungry because it's dinner time. So many factors went into some of the weird testing that goes along with this. Um, Oklahoma, uh, March 11th, obviously another big school there. Um, the Wisconsin kids that you know, who didn't get to work out, we're going to get to see more of them on March 11th. Um, March 12th, you got Clemson, uh, you know, the Bra Nebraska, obviously, you know, with the twin defensive tackles and Darion Daniels, who's a guy I've talked about, big rock of a defensive tackle, doesn't make a ton of plays, but doesn't get moved off the line of scrimmage, can absorb blockers, interesting one there, obviously March 12th, Princeton, obviously, you know, Tulsa had a couple guys who tested well at the Combine, some more names to look out there, Michigan on March 13th. You know, Georgia Southern, you always know, might be finding like a crazy fast athlete out of Georgia Southern. Moving on through, you start to get some of the West Coast schools, you know, Arizona State on the 16th with Eno Benjamin, with Ayuk. We'll see how it works out uh, for him. Arizona on the 17th, you know, Penn State also on St. Patrick's Day. Um, you know, and those kids are notable always for, you know, testing incredibly well. One of the reasons Pete Smith gets on James Franklin like he does, you got world class athletes but he can't ever, ever end up being better than third, fourth, or fifth in the Big Ten. Uh, March 18th, you got Georgia, you know, Michigan State, Pitt, Boston College. Um, these scouts, man, God bless them. This is their time of the year, man. Those freaking flyer miles, those days in stays are happening. Then you get South Carolina, South Carolina State on March 19th. Stanford, Western Michigan, obviously Western Michigan with a running back that a lot of people got some interest in. Stanford, you know, the question is the athleticism, but he always got some big, old, smart, tough kids there. Cal on the 20th, you know, Ashton Davis, and that's suddenly, Ashton Davis just sucks. We're not going to get the numbers on it, but you live with the track resume on a kid like him. March 23rd, Indiana, Iowa, Memphis, now North Carolina, Syracuse, all schools that got a little something going on for some guys that got to be looked at. So 
scouts again, travel, travel, travel. March 24th, Alabama's first pro day. Um, they do have two, and obviously there'll be a special, a special caveat to this year with the late one with uh, Tua Tagovailoa. Um, you know, so that day, but, you know, Cincinnati, Iowa State, Texas A&M, UCLA. Uh, tough timing on your pro days because uh, a lot of people are going to be down in Tuscaloosa. And for those Alabama athletes who did not test, uh, hopefully we're going to get to see some more there. Maybe another Xavier McKinney 40 because that 464 certainly did not light the lamp for folks the way it was hoping to be lit. Minnesota on March 25th, Tyler Johnson. This is one that I have pegged. I want Tyler Johnson's 40. It doesn't make or break him for me anyway whatsoever, but I want Tyler Johnson's 40. I hope he blazes it and he can kind of give a, uh, you know, to everybody through this entire draft process who's been giving him a difficult time because um, it's a player I really, really like on tape. March 26, Makai Becton. Are we going to get to see a little bit more than just the 5-140? Good chance probably he rests on everything, but... I know there are scouts who are dying to see some more and want to see the work that Duke Manningweather has done with him in past sets. So that's one to look out for. Um, you know, as we roll on through here, you know, my birthday, March 30th, Ball State, South Florida. So you know, not a ton going on on those days. Then you start creeping into the beginning of April. April 3rd, LSU is one everybody is going to have pegged. Grant Telpit, we don't have numbers. Hey, son, we don't have numbers. We're going to need more. On the 8th, he closed with Texas Tech, and he closed with Virginia. Hopefully, Jordan Brooks on April 8th, the linebacker, can give you some really good stuff. Joe Reed, the wide receiver from Virginia, had some really, really nice workouts. I'm sure people are going to want to get down there, get to know him better, see if he can run more than these bubble screens and short routes that Virginia featured in him at. And hopefully, and praying, if everything goes well, April 9th, you get to see Tua. You get to see Tua's workout. And you hate it for the kid, everything he went through, and you don't want to see anybody injured going through the draft process. But, you know, teams like Miami, teams like Carolina, teams like the Chargers, the kid himself, the personality that he is, he's what you're looking for. He's what, you know, if you're the Chargers and you're saying, all right, well, it's been Phillip Rivers for so long. What's the next guy? What's going to turn this franchise around? A personality, a dedicated player like Tua can do it. Dolphins, same type of thing. We're bringing in a whole bunch of young kids. Who can be the glue that keeps all of this together? Yes, that can be Tua. Carolina, you're Matt Rule. You're trying to transition from the legacy that was Cam Newton. Bringing in a quarterback. Could Tua be your guy? So everybody, let's cross some fingers. Hopefully Tua gets to do some things here. And he won't have gone through this entire process, you know, just where it's going to be tape only. Um, I don't even think he's going to run that day. It's going to be a question about throwing the ball. And, you know, it's, he's going to be rusty. There's just no way around it. But the question is, how much rust could possibly be shaken off that quick? What's the zip on the ball? And there still is the question mark. And scouts are kooky. Front offices are kooky. People are going to have their concerns with the fact that he's left-handed. Um, and for anybody questioning, look at the amount of left-handed quarterbacks that played in the NFL recently. It's it's a weird thing. And some scouts, they don't like red-headed quarterbacks. Some scouts don't like left-handed quarterbacks. It's a kooky game. It's a kooky process. So there are your pro day stuff that obviously we're going to keep our eyes out. And obviously we're going to try to cover as much of them we can every night, every one of those workouts. Just giving you the best possible information and best possible content through the NFL draft process here on Locked On Browns with your host, Jeff Lloyd. 
Um, keep on rolling through. Make sure you're checking out the uh, Google News hits. If you got a Google Home, ask for latest Cleveland Browns news. You'll get me in some shorter segments. One minute, five minute. Obviously, all the juicy stuff is always here on the long show. Uh, with this being the Wednesday episode, as soon as you are done with listening to this and your download, you, you downloaded it and you subscribed, wink, wink, and you went and left a five-star review and a nice written review, wink, wink again, make sure you go ahead and check out the girls. That's what B said, Spotify, iTunes, Brittany, Bree, Meredith, each week with their own unique brand, tons of laughs, but give you a ton of strong content in the same process. Love the girls, love the work. I don't really listen to my own podcast, except going through here, loaded, that type of stuff. That's what B said. It's one I absolutely love having in the rotation. The girls do a fantastic job, and you all know this. I tell them all the time. We're going to get to some listener questions here, and I appreciate you guys for this. Um, makes it easier, and I'm getting a little more comfortable doing these shows solo. I still don't necessarily love it. I love the banter back and forth with everybody, you know, with any of the guests that come on here. But, you know, again, I am the host of this show. So, you know, sometimes it's just going to be me, and I appreciate all the times Pete's given to me, but, you know, Pete's got an obligation to SI.com. So we're going to roll on through here. Um, first question from Cleveland for, nine, for Life 2369. Thoughts on Willie Gay Jr.? Are you scared of the flag background? My first question with Willie Gay Jr. is, how was he allowed to go to the Combine? Um, and this is one thing that aggravates us with the NFL. It's you pick and choose what's okay. He broke his teammate's orbital bone at Mississippi State. Look, I get it. I played the game. I've been in fights with teammates. But if there's you know certain things that you're allowed, you're supposed to be expected of, I don't understand how you can break your orbital bone of your quarterback and still be allowed to go to the Combine. His Combine was fantastic. Um, what you see on tape, you see the athleticism. He's got that run and chase you down speed. Um, the academic fraud, I don't think anybody in the NFL is going to give a crap about that. I do think they're going to want to sit down more and, and see exactly what this incident was about with his teammate, which led to him obviously making a grave, grave mistake from Josh Brown. Uh, Trey Turner, yes or no? Here's my thing. Um are they going to add yet one more expensive interior offensive line contract? And I understand, guys, where maybe you want to shore up more at right guard than necessarily I do. Wyatt Teller, his pass blocking grade last year was almost 70 for the time he played. That's good enough. With the offensive line coach that's brought in here, Ryan Callahan, who's good. Um, Bill, I'm sorry, Bill Callahan, who's good at what he does, who really likes Wyatt Teller. You still got Drew Forbes in the fold. I just I think money is going to be better spent somewhere else. You're already paying two wide receivers $30 million. You're already paying two offensive linemen combined over 20 something million. I just, I'd rather see some money applied to the defense. So Trey Turner, not that's not the player. I just don't necessarily get the fit. Um, from uh, Pittsburgh Sucks 75, the Browns' uni date release. Um, I know the Jets last year when they released new uniforms and, and you know, you know, all my friends Jet-wise, I think it was like a week or 10 days before the draft. You start to build that buzz going into that scenario. So you're probably going to look at this, I'd say a minimum, because all of it rolls into one. You get your schedule released, that type of stuff, and that's where you're just trying to get everybody back in, back hyped, back hyped before they head off for you know a month and a half of baseball before you know training camp opens. 
but I'd figure mid-April, around tax time, somewhere a week or so before the draft, we'll get that uh, new jersey reveal and new uniform reveal. Um, as far as what is going on with the free agent quarterbacks, I have no stinking idea, guys. Is Tom Brady not going back to New England? I have a tremendously hard time believing that. Philip Philip Rivers, is it Tampa? Is it Indy? My gut would be Indy because for Philip Rivers right now, you're going to want to go to the best team possible. For me, that would be, I guess, be Indy. Um, it's going to be fun to watch this play out because we don't usually get this much activity at the quarterback position, free agent-wise, in an NFL offseason. It looks like we're going to get some of that this year. Uh, from my dude at Luckbuck, and I always appreciate you always setting, uh, sending stuff over. With so many, so many holes to fill, what positions need to be used with the seven picks or more if they traded down at some point? Uh, you got to be looking at the safety position here. Um, we'll, we'll know more from free agency. The safety position right now consists of Sheldrick Redwine and Morgan Burnett coming off of an Achilles. You've got to find a way to get that. The tackle position, and you guys, you can say whatever you want. And if you want to bring a, a vet, that's fine. I'm still drafting two, and I'm drafting the very high, and I am drafting them with the intention of starting two rookie tackles. If i got to throw a vet out there for week one or week two, be that as it may. But I am trying to save some money on this offensive line at premium positions in what is a premium crop of offensive tackles. That's just the way I'm doing it. Giovanni Raviz, any mid to late uh, round uh, ideal? CO, my guy. Darian Daniels out of Nebraska or the Davis Twins out of Nebraska. Davis Twins are probably more three techs where they're going to make some plays. Darian Daniels, more of a one tech, even like a zero type of tech. Big dude that can't be moved. Obviously, the Davis boys with some athleticism. Be looking at Nebraska. Be looking at all three of those day three defensive tackles out of Nebraska. Um, look, I don't think any of them are going to come in and blow it up. I don't think any of them you're talking about future starters. But you know, some players that know what in the world they are doing. Um, from my guy, uh, Connor King. And Connor DM'd me over this question, and this was a good one. Um, and I'll continue to say this. I The biggest free agent target for this team is Anthony Harris. Is he the best player available in free agency? No, but the question I have is what is this rookie GM, what is this rookie head coach going to be able to draw? There are a lot of connections with Anthony Harris to this team. Um, if, if it's going to come down to top money, that's fine. I'm, I'm willing to commit top money. Is that still going to be enough to get him to come to Cleveland where he knows people? This is the one big name guy where you have a connection and you should be able to make this happen because you're telling him you're my starter. You're not my starter. You're my number one safety right off the bat. So that is going to be the one to watch there. So in in Connor's scenario is, do you trade down from 10? And look, trading down from 10 is a huge possibility. Um, you talk your top four tackles, and I hate to say the top four because I think six minimum are going to go in the first round. Werfs is going to go high. Becton's probably going to go high. You have Wills who's probably going to go high. Where does Andrew Thomas fit into this equation? Could you drop down? to 12. Could you drop down to 13? Get Andrew Thomas. Get yourself another pick and say that another in the top 55 where you bang to 41 of Antoine Winfield's available and you can go with your first round pick of Andrew Thomas, Antoine Winfield, and Harris. If you can get those three players and then you still have another five, um, another six selections to make, That'd be perfect. It'd be really, really sweet. Probably a dream scenario. 
Connor, great question there. Uh, guys, we'll put a bow on this here. Like I said, if you have a Google Home, ask for the latest Cleveland Browns news, you'll get me over there just pumping it in week in, week out, day in, day out, trying to give you the guys the best Cleveland Browns and NFL draft coverage that I can. iTunes rating reviews, guys. I'm not asking you. I'm begging you. Drop a five-star. Drop a written review. Help me out here as I continue to bust my butt for you. I don't ask you guys for much. It's a little something-something. Help out your boy here with that. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.